podcaster. I hardly know her. (laughs) Meet Megan Bryant. She's an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids, a comedian, a super energetic improv trainer, and an award-winning author. Megan is passionate about creating happier, healthier human connections through humor. This podcast dives into all sorts of topics that tackle personal growth, professional strategies, and sharing positive messages to build up the communities around us. Each of us can make an impact. So keep in mind that you don't have to be a big deal to do big things. Thank you for tuning in. This is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. And here's your host, Megan Bryant. This episode, I'm a little rantier than I (laughs) meant to be. Um, I guess I'm just at my breaking point a little bit. I've definitely been feeling burnt out from life, you know? It's it's been busy. It's been crazy. It's been different. It's been a lot of adjusting. Uh, It's been emotionally charged. Um, It's concerning as a parent for a variety of reasons, the things that we're going through. And through it all, I have been really careful about how I form my opinions on things. Um, and in having discussions with my kids, I, I try to help them understand things from not only like my perspective, but understanding there's other perspectives. They live with me half of the time and the other half of the time they're in a household with six other people. And that's something that's important for me to be very uh, respectful of. And it, it matters to me, things that happen in my home and the way that I teach my kids influence, um, it, it becomes an influence for who they come in contact with as well. And so there's differences of opinion of a lot of different things probably between the households and that's just two households out of this entire world and so the the detail and scope of connection of what my opinion is and how I have concluded those opinions and and sometimes changed them over time um it's not lost on me the way that there is such an intricate uh lattice work that connects us all and there's crossover of things that um if we pay attention to them it's actually kind of kind of cool I think um so just one of the things I wanted to talk about in this little intro um before diving into the the actual episode is just really recognizing that a lot of the biggest challenges in our world around race and religion and um, gender uh, inequalities and uh, social social expectations and things that are just kind of force-fed to us either through uh, social media by other people or by marketing strategies and you know these things are not new concepts all of these things, though, um, are driving home various opinions. And so my biggest goal with my kids is to help them understand that they get to have a choice as an individual as well. And to not be afraid of differing opinions and to not judge based on differing opinions. 
Um, and if they ever are concerned or confused, to seek out more answers. If something doesn't add up or if something makes them question or feel um, any amount of uncertainty or just curiosity to, to look for more information. And I just really, um, I really feel like it's a, an opportunity to, at least in my home, in my little house in the corner of the world I live in, in little Boise, Idaho, my scope of direct influence is pretty minimal. Um, but it's still very important to me that my, that I take care of myself in a way of continuing learning, being respectful of information out there, not always just jumping on and trusting everybody. Um, but, but just being aware of everything that's going on and, and I don't ever want to want my kids to come out of my home having some kind of closed-minded perspective on any topic that is um, potentially discriminatory about any other group of people. Um, that's pretty much my main goal in life. It's a pretty big goal. I feel like that's a fairly substantial uh, <laughs> bar that I'm setting for myself. I just think um, it's the most important. I... I... I just am appalled at how many people are just there. Everyone's at their wits end. We're getting, we're so tired. We're so worn out and, and sick of having our normalness stripped away. And yet so much of our normalness is just crap anyway. It's just, just how, how worthwhile are the activities that we do and what we spend money on and what we aspire to acquire um, I think that this has all been a really powerful time for either a reset and a recharge or people can just totally unravel and, and just cast uh, just the ugliest stones at each other with an unwillingness to even show common decency. I don't know. I'm just feeling... I'm feeling drained and yet oddly inspired today and that's kind of why I decided to just... Let this episode flap out of my yapper in uh, whatever fashion it, it was. Um, and uh, it is my genuine intent to, to continue to seek out new, new information and um, grow in compassion and empathy for people who are growing in this life under a totally different experience than me. And, uh, and to look for the, the connective things and unifying things um, that are just better for humanity instead of just trying to convince people um, to change opinions and, but, you know, rather presenting things in a way that is allowing people to choose differently for themselves as they have opened themselves up to a greater understanding. <laughs> Does that even make sense? I don't even know. I probably should go to bed now. Oh, all right. Well, here's some. Here's a little bit of insight in this episode about um, how I formed my opinions. A time that, in my opinion, had substantially changed, and uh, some teasers about some other upcoming episodes. So, here we go. Thanks for being here, and I hope that you are safe and well 
and happy. Oh, how often do we actually take time to sit back and ponder on our opinions in life and reevaluate them, determine what formed that opinion to begin with, what, like what type of personal experience or outside influence. I have just really been frustrated lately at <laughs> um, the world. I'm sure I'm not alone in that. There's, we're going through a lot. This is, we're on month five, essentially, of a total change in life as we know it. And I don't know all the answers. I would never claim to be an expert in like a whole bunch of different areas in life. Certainly, I have my niche of things that I am really awesome at. Um, in other cases, I like to consider myself a student, an ongoing student learning about life and gathering new information learning about myself, trying to understand the way the world works, trying to be open to opinions and views of others and trust that that their point or their opinion and points of view have some validity. Now, I think it's also important to um, to revisit why we have certain belief systems or why we think certain ways so we can see if it is still the best way for us to live. Like there's been some serious relief that I have felt in life when I have taken a step back, examined the road that got me to where I am on a, you know, at that point in time, and then determine, is that something I still need in my life? Is that how I really feel? Or if I do feel a certain way, like, why do I feel that way? I want to take as much ownership of my own experience as possible. And and I have said before, and I will say it again and again and again and again, that I really, really am an advocate for participating fully in my life. I want to be not just always watching and observing. I certainly think that that's like part of what my goal is with this episode is to recognize that like we need to take an inventory and like look and, and acknowledge the things that have happened and, and take that step back and catch our breath and pause and reflect and do those things from time to time. And then when we re-engage, we need to be participating in our own experience so that we can form the best type of opinion for our needs. And hopefully, if we really are looking out for our best interest, I would hope that it also allows us to consider how important it is that we consider the wellness and best interest of others around us whether it's just our kids in our own home or our neighbors, and then it expands out even more, the people we work with, the people that we communicate with on social media, which is a freaking cesspool of bull crap right now. Uh, okay, so just to talk about a couple of things. I am curious and, and hope that you will join me in pondering on when has there been a time, or maybe more than one time, when your opinion about something changed? And what caused that? And how did you let yourself come to that opportunity to change your opinion based off of new information? One really specific example I can remember, and it's a little bit embarrassing to talk about, um, is when I used to get, I used to be a manager at a bank years ago, and I would be really frustrated um, sometimes when I had my, the moms working for me. This was before I had my own children. I was a young 
manager. I was an assistant manager when I was 20, how old would I have been? 22, 23. I became an assistant manager. Shortly thereafter, I got my own branch and I was the manager. And I had people who were older than me and people who had parent or who were parents working for me and growing up Mormon like I did and thinking someday I was going to grow up and I was going to get married and I was going to be a stay-at-home mom and I was going to have that opportunity to be a mother and just uh, fulfill what I thought was my duty, my calling, my position in the world as a woman, I thought I was someday going to be able to do that. And and I, I, I tried to position myself so that that's how my life would go. I was trying to follow the guidance that I was given and the examples that were sort of laid before me. Although my mother is one of the hardest working women I've ever known. And my father left when I was a baby and I have no recollection of him in my formative years other than visits once per year, uh, going to the Flying Pie Pizzeria and the pantry for breakfast and whatever. That's the name of a restaurant. Anyway, which is no longer there, by the way. It's near downtown Boise over by some big parks and the sign is still there, but the restaurant has been demolished. Anyway, um, so I remember my mom worked and a lot of the times she did in-home childcare for other children so I got to be there with her and I watched, I, I watched her then. I, I realized looking back now um, how hard she worked to provide and, um, and what an example that was for me. And it's, I think, interesting to think back too that lots of things that I was sort of told or what I saw patterned in my church was that the husband worked and the wife stayed home with the kids. So there I am working as a young manager and I'd have man or I'd have employees that needed to have they'd need to call in sick because their kid was sick, and I would sometimes get frustrated. And I remember thinking, when this happened, I'd be like, Ugh, "Well, why are you even working anyways? Like you should be home with your kids." And I remember that I was being so judgmental, and I hate that that was the case. Uh, it is true though. I and I would never say that to them. I would just be like, yep, okay. I mean, I knew from a management perspective that I, my goal was always to provide the best possible work environment. So I kept those little opinions to myself, but they were not positive. And I, um, I would be a little bit resentful from time to time, depending on the circumstances, if people were asking for time off a lot because of their motherhood duties. Well, then guess what happened? <laughs> I had a baby. And I was a branch manager at the time. And for years, I had been saving money. We had quite a bit um, just in savings. And I had started investment accounts for both myself and my, uh, my husband at the time. And felt like I was really doing a good job of positioning myself so that now that I was going to get to take a, a, a change of pace, I was going to stay home, I hoped, after that maternity leave and, um, and had a paid maternity leave. I was working uh, for a big corporate bank at the time and, um, and had paid leave. I think I had 11, 11 weeks covered or something with FMLA and, and I never called, I never called in sick. I had so much sick time stacked up over the years. Like I was excited and grateful that I had worked really hard to be at that point. Also around that same time, we were given a big fat check. This was all going to probably be unpacked in another episode I've been dying to do about how I've been repairing my relationship with money. Um, but around that time, we had been given a, a, a pretty substantial check 
from my in-laws, my then in-laws, uh, to buy us out, uh, or my, my ex-husband out of his share of the farm. And then at the same time, he was inspired to want to follow one of his dreams of opening a shoe store and he was a sneakerhead, and I'm a big fan of sneakers too and I'm pretty supportive of big ideas and so what the hell why not go for it well that money all went into the shoe store so did the equity of our brand new home that we bought in a fairly um kind of affluent little nook of town up in the foothills north of Boise it was real quaint anyway um and uh, long story short I didn't stay home I didn't have that opportunity to stay home. Um, the way that our, some decisions leading up to that point, um, I, we weren't financially able to do that. I went back to work and I continued working for many years and I still work. And I had a brief window of time when I was not working, when I had been pregnant with my now five-year-old. I was six and a half months pregnant. I was fired from a job. Long story. We'll get into that maybe someday too. Um, and then I, there was no way I could get rehired when I was six and a half months pregnant. And so I stayed home and I just worked on my my other work, my hobbies. I wrote a book and published it at the time. I was still teaching improv. I was doing comedy shows here and there. I was just like, oh, this is the time I get to really um, step into the stuff I wanted to do as a, as my own work. Um, instead of working for someone. And so I did that for several years. And um, so what I'm saying is the day that I realized I was going back to work, I was the, the mom going back to work. I was the woman who needed the extra support from my team to cover me for breaks that I needed to pump. Or I would run. I was so fortunate that my mother was our babysitter she lived right up the hill from the branch I was working at. I could go home at lunch to nurse my baby. And I I was like, whoa, like my eyes were so wide opened to what a bitchy uh, opinion I had had before. And I, cause I was that. Now I was the working mom without the opportunity to stay home. And it, it, it you know, you become, be, be, you, what am I trying to say? My, my opinion changed. That's all I'm trying to say. My opinion changed. And it wasn't that I didn't accommodate things before, but my empathy and my um, desire to help accommodate other women went up exponentially. And, um, and just like the way it felt when something came up. And that's still true today. I work now with a bunch of women. I mean, we have a couple guys on our team too, but at the Idaho Women's Business Center, like we get it. We're all moms. Um, well, we have, I mean, or, or will be, maybe if our youngest um, staff member decides she wants to have babies, who knows? Um, so that's one clear example of when my opinion changed. For me, it was kind of a quiet experience. It was a personal experience. It was not necessarily... Um, that an outside influence changed it for me. It was because my eyes suddenly opened when my own perspective included new information and new life experience. A lot of other things have changed over the years, the way that I have perceived religion, uh, the way that I perceive um, a lot of things, like what we do as Americans, like what types of things we take for granted, like what types of privileges I have as a white woman, what types of disadvantages I'm at for being a woman. Um, there's just a lot, right? And 
one of the other things I really wanted to talk about today and kind of why I'm super heated is my, um, sometimes if I don't know the best information, if I don't have a crystal clear answer, but I know that something's important, I choose to rely on the opinions and information from people I know, like, and trust. People who set a really high bar for character and good morals and people who I believe are trying to do positive things in the world. So for one example, wearing a mask during COVID. Like, again, we are five months into this. The day I'm recording this, we're in mid-July. When this all started to turn, it was early March. And suddenly I was losing work. I was losing gigs. I was freaking out a little bit. You know, thankfully I have um, a day job that I can do from home and I recognize that's not the case for everyone. But I, I work, my day job is for a business center. So guess what? I've spent ton, hours and hours and hours, tons of time watching other businesses struggle, hearing these painful, gut-wrenching stories of people losing their jobs, people losing their businesses, people um, losing their momentum, losing um, the vision, having to make drastic changes to stay in business, some of them thriving, some of them rebounding quickly. And there's only so much we can do in the workspace too because all of this is taking a toll on us as individuals. It's taking a toll on us with our families at home, with all of these drastic changes, with just the overall emotional experience of all of this. And do I fully understand exactly how this is working? Well, no, I don't think anyone does. I don't even think scientists do. But I think based off of the best guesses and the best numbers and statistics that are actually available, because yes, I get it. Okay, I live in Idaho. And guess what? Today, we showed up on the top five most like bad, naughty states out of the whole country for increase in known identified COVID cases. There's probably, as we know, way more. We know the numbers are skewed. I'm not an expert on any of this. I know though that I choose to wear a mask because I feel like it's not that big of a deal for me to wear a mask as possibly being the better case scenario than not. There are so many people in my own life who have children, elderly people they care for, uh, their own autoimmune diseases, like just people I know and care about. I also have a lot of people I know and care about who work in the medical field or who are freaking scientists and, and do understand this better than me, and they're wearing masks. And so you know what? I'm going to trust the people who are logically telling from their perspective and sharing information that makes sense to me. And it doesn't hurt my feelings or make me feel like my rights are being taken away. You know what makes me more stressed out as a mom of four uh, is what, like, how do we do, how do we get things back on track with education and protecting the teachers who already get freaking screwed in life and in so many other ways. And, ah, it, and so my opinion, I, I haven't had a strong opinion Um, I just kind of admittedly at the beginning kind of went with the flow, but I was seeing enough firsthand of businesses hurting and hearing like the first, you know, as the business center, we were kind of on the first to know list from news that comes out from the governor's office and from the mayor's office and hearing conversations. Like I sat on a conference call because we are, we are a program, the small business, um, 
my job is funded by the Small Business Administration. So I sat on a call and whether or not any of us like freaking Trump, I, I remember sitting on a call one morning and he started the call. I was on a conference call with 10,000 other people from the Small Business Administration and women's business centers from all over the country. And I'm like, this is the world I'm living in that somehow my little day job where I'm working out of my home office, we're being addressed by the president of the United States. Whether or not you like him or whether or not I like him, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is <laughs> that it's just such a, a fascinating world we're living in. And, and I feel like I, I want to choose to just rely on the wisdom of people who probably know a little more than I do. And I don't feel bad about it. I feel like I want life to get back to where I can take my kids to the pool in the summer and I can take them to the trampoline park and I can, I mean, I'm a germaphobe anyway. And so this is kind of like really grossing me out um, with the unknown. I just don't, understand why things have to be so controversial and like usually when you compare the types of rants on social media um who to skew the argument to be something totally different than it actually is it's like just what is the what we should just find the lowest common denominator of a choice we can make that's probably going to benefit the greatest amount of people and I don't feel like my human rights are being stripped away because I have been asked and encouraged by government officials and by medical professionals who are also confused and baffled and hoping for some sort of remedy. I'm being encouraged by these people to just wear a mask. And you know what? I hardly ever have to go into a store, thankfully. I, uh, I, you know, God bless. Well, should we have God bless? I, you know, my opinions on whether or not there is actually a God is also being determined. Um, the, the people that have to go to work and who are, they're putting in what they're, you know, what they need to, to be there. But anybody who can just order groceries online and have stuff delivered or pick it up or, whatever, or just go be, you know, you can go outside and go for a walk and blow off your steam with a nice walk uh, instead of tearing someone a new one on social media and shoving your opinions so far down someone's freaking throat that they're going to gag. Like the point is not to try to be mean to change someone's opinion. The point is to continue to share information. And as we share new information and we learn and open our minds to the new information, then we can make the best decisions based off of what we know today. We might know way more tomorrow. We might have a huge breakthrough in five days. By this time next year, who knows what we're going to know by then. Be open to allowing new information. And, And I try to just have the best intentions with doing what I feel like is the best choice I can do for me. And then... By doing so, I just feel like it allows me more compassion for other people. Admittedly, it makes me freaking frustrated about people who are just so blinded by anger and frustration and whatever their opinion is that they won't even listen or consider that someone else might have another option that could possibly be better. The reality is numbers are spiking People who are in those fields that I know, like, and trust are giving information in a calm and organized manner that makes me believe that it is okay to just 
get on board. I've been on board for the record since the beginning. I had a mask uh, made by a, a friend that has superheroes on it. That's really awesome. Um, I've been on board since the beginning, just in case. Because if we were, you know, whatever, we know that whatever we're doing isn't working, reopening things and people just saying, you know, screw, screw the government trying to control me or whatever, like calm down. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm sure the robots are listening. I know they are. I kind of like that my phone shows me the next best deal on something I was chatting about with my friend that I wanted to buy online. Boom. Now I don't even hardly have to search for it. Uh, I don't really care if Alexa is listening to me. Oop. Sometimes if I talk about her, she probably was trying to wait for my prompt just now. I don't really care if that's listening. If I'm not doing anything in my home or in my life that I would be afraid of having discovered. In fact, if, if our listening devices can help track down other giant problems like freaking people abusing each other in their homes and can identify violent, criminal, terrible activities like ah. I'm for it. I think great. Let's let our devices lead us right to the people who are brutally hurting and harming pets or or their children or their spouses or themselves. Like these things, I get it. When they're in the hands of freaks, can do scary bad things. I just choose to... Um, I choose to try to be as positive about things as possible and know that like these things can be used for good too. And I really enjoy watching the growth that I get to experience when I really listen to other people and I I feel how I'm feeling when I'm reading someone's story or if I'm watching someone's video and I'm choosing to believe that they are sharing um in a way that, well, it's for my greater good, whether someone is being mean and nasty and bossy and snappy, and it makes me feel sick to my stomach a little bit, and then I have to scroll away from it, that helps me make a decision that I don't want to affiliate with someone like that. I don't want anger and confusion and and bitterness in my life any more than it has to be. And then when I see someone sharing, um, even if it's not something I 100% agree with, but if they're sharing it in a way of like, this is the way I've seen it, or this is from my experience, I choose to believe them and to honor people that they are probably showing up the best way they know how based off the information they have. But some people are unwilling to even bend. They're so set in their rules. They're so set that nothing else can sway. And yet some of those people, the same words that they're preaching, their actions do not follow. And so if there's one thing I've learned, um, probably from the dating world, is that um, you have to watch for how actions and words line up. And that's where I think that we can see someone's true integrity, their strength and character or lack thereof. Um, And like if they're just spouting off, which (laughs) I recognize that, in podcast land and the way this is yeah I actually did this episode because I was just kind of been like stomping around a little bit between my work calls today and and um and I was just walking outside earlier just feeling the the grass under my feet and the hot sun and just breathing in the warm summer air and just trying to allow a simple moment because I do get really frustrated um and uh Anyway, that's really where I just wanted to leave it. I'm actually just about to jump on and record another podcast. Uh, We have a new podcast with the Idaho Women's Business Center that's really super fun. 
Um, so you could check that out if you want. It's called The Business Backpack, and it's with my teammates, Oscar and Christina, and they're super cool, and they inspire me a lot to um, try to stay the course and be a good example in life because they are kind of fresh into the world of, of business and yet they're so smart and, and excited about life and filled with possible or uh, the positivity towards like all the potential that's around us. And it's been very refreshing, um, to spend time with them and their young, very sharp, very driven minds. And, um, and I hope that even though maybe this was a little bit ranty, I don't know. I don't know if I come across super ranty even when I'm grumpy. But um, I just think um, it was worth it for me to just share a little bit while this thought has been in my mind about just allowing allowing the evolution of our opinions and to be hungry for new information. And if you're mad about something, figure out why and then find a healthy way to work through it, look for more information, research this stuff, and not just on the supporting opinions, but look at both sides and really listen. I just think it's so powerful. And I know that my heart has been so, so softened to the much bigger picture of trials in the world. When I really listen and I take my own opinion out of it for a minute so I can add new knowledge into my own life. Um, man, there's so many other areas that like my opinions are still forming on how I can be a better supporter with different things that I, I still just don't fully understand. And I want to be a great mom who teaches my children to be compassionate and to be proud of who they are and to recognize that there's different ways of doing things and, and, um, to love, to love people. Um, I definitely will do a different episode sometime soon about, uh, how things have evolved in my spiritual space because I have a really hard time with organized religion and I very firmly stepped away from the one I was um, active in just until a couple of years ago and it's spurred some interesting conversations with my children and um, and it, it really comes down to the fact that we really overcomplicate things a lot and my opinions of a lot of the things in the world and the judgment that I carried for myself and others was so heavily constructed by the church framework that I was raised in. Um, there was a lot I didn't understand when I was hearing certain things and yet um, feeling judged and feeling like things didn't quite line up. Um, and my kids were asking me a while ago, this is what I'll end on, <laughs> my kids were asking me a while ago why we don't really pray the same in my house anymore. We don't um, go to church. I'm, I don't usually have my kids on weekends anyways. That's a whole other story. Uh, and I, um, I asked them, they're like, why don't, we, you know, why, don't we ha why don't you do this? Why don't you go to church? Why don't, you, um, why don't we pray for everything? Why don't we pray? Why aren't we doing the same repetitive um, prayer over meals? I think I did do a podcast about this. And I was like, hey, what do you guys learn about in church? What do you learn about in your primary classes? And they're like, we learn about Jesus. And I was like, okay, well, what do you learn about Jesus? What are the most important things we learn from Jesus? And they're like, to be kind and to love one another. And I was like, boom, perfect. I was like, that's all we're teaching in here. <laughs> that's like my focus in this household is we need to be kind and love one another. I don't, and I don't care what religion people are. I don't care what color people are. I don't care what freaking 
background you have, or I don't care what certifications you have hanging on your wall, if you cannot be kind and love one another, you have some work to do. And I know I still have work to do because I catch myself um, seeing areas that I can improve. So um, with that, um, wishing you all safety and health out there. The world is, it's scary and it's also, it's full of potential still. And somehow, some way, we'll get through it. I hope it's within my generation. I hope that I still get to try some cool things I want to in life. I'm starting to wonder because people don't freaking just stay home when they don't have to go home and, or don't have to leave and don't wear a freaking mask, whatever. You guys get where I'm at. Um, let's just keep it real. Let's, uh, let's seek out the things that can enhance the joy and, and positive things in our lives. Um, and love Love one another, be kind, and that goes for ourselves. I know I have to remember a lot to love myself and to be very, very kind to myself. <sighs> and just keep breathing and keep going. So, opinions change if you let them keep on learning and be kind to others. Thanks for listening to the I Hardly Know Her podcast. You can follow along with all of Megan's shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. I'm Sean Hancock with RecycledMindsComedy.com. <laughs>